Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, we were chatting on this programme not that long ago to Ronan Madigan, who has been crunching the figures on the the coronavirus cases in Limerick. And he joins us on the programme this morning. Good morning to you, Ronan. Good morning, Gillian. Ronan, you warned this of this. You said that we would be in this position um, around this time in terms of the numbers. How were you able to predict that? Well, I, I suppose it's a combination of things of watching the figures here in this country and also, I think more importantly, watching the various trends around the world because various countries around the world are at different stages and have been at different stages and it was August 17th, I was on with Joe, and I said to Joe at the time, if we didn't uh, implement restrictions straight away, we would be in trouble by the end of September. And unfortunately, it's come to pass. For some reason, we think that we're going to be different to any other country in the world with this, which is a bit disappointing. The trends were there. The reason, the middle of August, why I said we should do something urgently, I broke down the summer months into two-week blocks now, the reason why the middle of August was significant, the first half of August, Ireland's caseload trebled from the second half of July. That was the first really big spike. Now, if we had moved at that stage with something short, sharp, two weeks could have sorted us. But unfortunately, the opportunity was missed. So does it come as any surprise to you at all that they're recommending level five? And do you think it's necessary? I think, to be quite honest, that a national level five is not fair to the country. I think everybody seems to be accepting the the, the measurements nowadays as the the, the per 100,000 figure. And what I think should be done is there needs to be a figure picked. Be it 80, 90 or 100 per 100,000. And that is your marker for going to level three. That's what I would argue. I mean, when you see uh, Donegal uh, as over 200, 233 per 100,000, and then you look at Limerick, even with the latest updated figure, we're down to 58. So treating all of those counties in the same blunt fashion is, I think, unfair. Part of the problem is, I think... Tony Hoolan, now that he is back, has decided the country needs a wake-up call. And from what I was hearing... Is it possible he's right about that, though? Because a lot of people are talking about complacency and the fact that people have left the good habits that we all put in place uh, many months ago that they're starting to slip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, if you look at the, the, the media coverage over the last even week or 10 days, if you take the situation in Spanish Arch, if you take uh, Blackrock and Cork yesterday after the county final, the Offaly car meet that was broken up by Gardaí last week, as you reported in the news headlines there, 35 house parties in Limerick shut down in the last week. There probably it needs to be a wake-up call. Now, what I was hearing from some journalists in Dublin last night is that... Tony Hoolan would settle for less than level five. But I think he almost wanted to give people a very good fright. 
by looking for level five. Yeah, the, uh, I, I don't know about that. I saw a lot of that discussion on social media as well, that this is just, you know, so that we won't throw our toys out of the pram if the government plumps for level four. It's to soften the blow. I'm a little bit sceptical about that. The National Public Health Emergency Team aren't about playing games. They're not about playing politics. And if they were to use scare tactics, then at another point, you know, the government could easily go, ah, it's really not that bad. They're only trying to to recommend level five, so we'll go for level four. I think if they're recommending level five, they genuinely believe that's what we need. Uh, Yes, to a certain degree, but they would possibly settle for less because they do know that uh, on previous occasions, Back through the months, the government has tweaked the, the message from Nefford a little bit. Now, it would be quite a departure for Michal Martin to not accept the Nefford advice in full. That would be quite a move. But just to take it, like, where we are compared to... It was seven weeks ago today I had that conversation with Joe, and the national per 100,000 figure on that day was 23. It's now 108. We have had, in the last seven weeks, 10,775 new cases since I spoke to Joe at the middle of August. And that is what people need to appreciate, is how fast this blows up. On the 17th of August, the positivity rate in the country was 1.3%. It's up to 3.35% yesterday. Okay, well... It just, it explodes. Like, we've had, we've had... 3,071 cases in the last seven days. Those figures are are frightening put that way and we know that this virus tends to grow at an exponential rate. So if it's at this point now, where is it going to be in a week's time? And that is what, in fairness, NEFIT always have to look at and it's what I was saying to Joel back in August. It's not about where we are today. It's about where we will be in four, six weeks' time if we don't head this off. If we do go to level five, and I know they're suggesting four weeks, let's be realistic, it won't be four weeks. If we go into lockdown, the next two weeks' figures are more or less, they're baked in already anyway. So you will still have a rise for the next two weeks. It will take, it will take another 10 days at least for some stabilization. I hate to say it, but if we do go into lockdown, if it's reopened by December 1st, we'll be doing well. Oh, my goodness. CEO of Limerick Chamber, D. Ryan, is on with us. He really is the messenger of doom this morning, uh, D. Isn't he? That that would not be good for the local economy here in Limerick, would it? Good morning, Gillian. No, that's a, a very sobering news that we've all been waking up to this morning and something that will absolutely, you know, um, send dread. Uh, into the hearts of the retailers and uh, businesses that are customer-facing who may now be looking at another extended period of absolutely being locked out of revenue generating. What have business people in Limerick been saying to you? Well, for the most part, Gillian, I think people, and and this is across the board, across all of the the members that, that I'm in contact, I would say for the most part, people are being very compliant. They're being very mindful of the regulations. Businesses have put huge effort and work into ensuring that they've got all of the processes up that uh, we were asked to to put in place, that they've got the hand sanitizing stations in regular places, that they've identified their isolation zones, that they have trained their staff and their team on what to do and how to react 
um, in, in the event of someone showing signs and symptoms of COVID-19. Their contact tracing, every business's contact tracing, and for um, for offices and for people who don't uh, need to be back in an office setting, the vast majority of members have remained on a remote first uh, policy. So the vast majority of members who aren't customer facing have actually uh, left their team out working remotely, some with designated days that they come in and access the facilities of their head, head office and others with uh, designated weeks where they can do that. So there's a combination going on around the country. People have worked very hard to be compliant. Dee, I know the last time, I think it was the last time that you were on chatting to Joe about this, you said that there had been a relatively small number of cases reported to Limerick Chamber uh, of corona- positive cases within actual workplaces. Does that remain the case? Absolutely, remains, it remains the case, yeah. I haven't heard of, I have not heard of any um, workplace clusters uh, in, in our membership at present, which is great, which is, you know, a very good sign, but it also points, you know, strengthens um, the argument that uh, the public health officials are making that actually the transmission is occurring in homes and the transmission is occurring in um, in social gatherings, and so it, it, it would it would it would probably speak to that. The transmission seems to be quite contained in regulated um, uh, regulated places. On that basis, do you think it's unfair then that as we move up the restrictions, it's businesses that get targeted? I, I, I would I would caution against uh, that kind of language and viewing it from that perspective. I think we need to focus on, uh, I, and the, the majority of our members certainly would feel that public health has to come first. And we understand and appreciate that while transmission may be occurring in the homes, individuals are um, are there's a risk of individuals bringing them into um, workplaces, and and uh, and that we do, you know, we do appreciate that if public health. And if the government decides that we need to restrict our movements, we will comply. What we're calling for and what's very important from the Limerick business perspective is that there's a balance in measures. And so if we're introducing further restrictive measures, which will have a huge impact on particularly customer-facing businesses, that there's a balance of support reintroduced for those companies. And so I'm on a call now in a half an hour's time with the rest of my chamber network and we're feeding directly into our Chambers Ireland CEO, We'll be meeting with government today to impress on government that, that measures similar to those that were brought back in for the very restrictive movement period in April be reintroduced to support um, businesses. And what about the city centre? I know it's been pretty vibrant over the last few months since everything reopened and we've heard from business people in the city centre that Limerick has actually done better maybe than Dublin city centre because people have been coming in and they've been doing a bit of shopping and they've been supporting local. How do you see that being impacted by a potential second lockdown scenario? Well, if we go to level five, that will mean that everyone is restricted to five kilometres of their homes and only essential retail will be open. Um, Restaurants and hotels will be only able to operate and bars will only be able to operate on a takeaway basis. If we go to level four, there's the opportunity for some outdoor seating, which would um, and uh, and, and, uh, gatherings of of, uh, smaller numbers of people outdoors. So it really depends on what level that the government takes us to. Um, the, the city centre, as you said, it was actually feeling really lovely, quite cosmopolitan and, and buzzy recently. And uh, I think that 
the all of the talk and the focus on the impact of uh, of COVID nineteen um, uh, on our businesses and on our city centres actually, I think has has brought a has brought about a really important conversation about what do we want to see happen in our city centre, and I think has increased awareness amongst shoppers, amongst all of us in in within the wider community that if we want to see our city centre thrive, we have to actually go in and shop in there. And so I I, I would be you know, I know that certain stores have had have done far better than than they expected to do. That's not to say that they're at the same levels that they, that people were at last year. That's not the case. Nobody is at the same level they were at last year. But it isn't. It hasn't been as horrific as it as we might have feared it would have been for some stores. So, um, and we're heading into what many stores would expect mm-hmm. to be the busiest period of the year, yeah. and we're we have this threat hanging over us that maybe everything will be yeah. closed down. Yeah, and I, I was in discussions as recently as last week with uh, the council to work with them on uh, on developing um, an initiative to ask people to get into town earlier, start planning your Christmas shopping earlier, and shop shop Christmas early and shop in Limerick for your for your Christmas goods. We'll we'll still maintain our efforts in that regard. For if we go to level five or if we go to level six, of course we'll be focusing on shop local online. And 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 the, the message will remain the same. If you are going to be spending money um, on Christmas presents this year, please spend it locally. And if you can't get into a short a store to do it in person, then look at the Shop Limerick website where we have all of the details listed of the websites for the individual stores and their phone numbers if people are taking orders over the phone. So we'll we'll reactivate that campaign. I mean, the store it's remained open, but we'll put um, emphasis behind that again and try and drive people to that portal to ensure that any money that's being spent locally on Christmas uh, and uh, is it remains within the benefit of it remains within our local community. Okay, Ronan, I'm what do you think that we could be looking at in terms of figures this week for Limerick? Uh, there definitely has been an uptick in the last couple of days, uh, which represents and I think it's what has been significant in the last week or 10 days almost every day for the last week or 10 days all 26 counties are reporting cases and a lot of counties are in double figures which I I think is one of the alarm bells that went off with Neffet and that if that wasn't checked you would be if you take it go back to July in the whole month of July we had 592 cases in the last two days, we've had 977 cases. So, you know, this is how this blows up. If you get every county re- repeatedly reporting double-figure cases in the next week, you're heading for a serious, serious problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it all this does lead to... Uh, again, go back to when I was talking to Joe at the middle of August. You know, there were only about 14 people in, in hospital, a couple of people in ICU. There's now over, there's 141 in hospital, over 20 in ICU. But people have to remember, there's also an equivalent figure of suspected cases in hospital. So between confirmed and suspected cases in hospital, there are close on 300 today. And there are over 20 in ICU confirmed, but on a daily basis for the last week or 10 days, there are another 8 to 10 suspected cases in ICU. Yesterday, we only had 29 free beds left in the country, ICU beds. 29, that's 
all we have left. That is a very, yeah. very sobering thought. Rona Madigan, thanks for joining us on the programme this morning and also to CEO of Limerick Chamber, Dee Ryan. I'm sure we'll chat bo- to both of you again in the very near future. Call Limerick today now on 461995.